Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host James and I am joined by Matt. Hello. 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 We've had, we've had like all sorts happen this weekend, it's been quite fun. It's been a very mixed bag of stuff this weekend, so it's... It has. Yeah. I mean, we did have Champions League last week. Um, oh yeah, we did. With, who was it, Liverpool Teamed. Bayern. Which were nil nil, yeah. Um, and we had Schalke City, and City managed to pull out a three two win despite being ten men down and two one down after yeah. two penalties. But Sane's tremendous free kick on level that was beautiful. That. Hey man, it was. Yeah, it was. absolutely. Did you see Di Maria's as well? Yeah. Oh, quality. It was all that. Quality. It was all that. Yeah. Shame we could do it in Premier League, but but yeah, we've got. We've got other things to talk about other than Champions League, so we're just going to sort of put that aside and uh, talk news, Matt. We're going to talk news. Why not? So, oh, thanks. You did my little bit for me. Thank you. I was waiting for you to do it. Um, it? (laughs) I was having a drink. Uh, I I was taking my time. Um, it's finally happened, Matt. What? Leicester City have sacked Claude oh. Puel after 16 months in charge of the club. No real surprise whatsoever. Yeah. It was a long time coming, really, yeah, wasn't it? It was, it was. And that 4-1 loss to Palace just pushed it over the edge. Yeah, well, obviously there's been some issues with his, some of his selection policy in previous games, like I think he was playing Tottenham, didn't even start Vardy. He was just, don't know, just didn't seem to be a yeah, right Yeah, it was fit. a weird one. And then Vardy came on to take the pen and missed. Yeah, it was, like, you don't bring people on to take pens anyway, so it's always bad luck. But, um, yeah, it's, like I said before, it's not surprising whatsoever. So, yeah, exactly. Six losses in the last seven games has basically um, decided his fate. Yeah, that's obviously not helped his cause to stay. <laughs> not at all. The, the annoying thing is, is when he first got the job... Did all right. Um, we were rooting for him because he, yeah. he looked all right at Southampton when he was there. Yeah. But he, ne- he never really got a chance with Southampton because they're literally... It's a revolving door of managers at Southampton. So mm. um, good luck to Hassan Huttle. But um, when he came into Leicester, we thought, you know what? There's a good set of young, talented players in this team. Yeah. They could potentially like get the best out of. We had like James Madison, Wilfred Didi, um, what's the other one? Damari Gray. There, yeah. There's loads of like young ability there that you could get the best out of and let them flourish. But mm. it's just not really worked, has it? It's just gone downhill, yeah. really. Absolutely, like yeah, kind of a good start. Obviously, tried different things. Gave Damari Gray a bit more game time, which obviously. Everyone enjoyed because he's a good little player, but now he's, he was yeah. trying to get his chance with the club. Powell. Madison came in, started on fire. He's just yeah. seems to have gone quiet started now. Really well. yeah. And obviously, Vardy hasn't been banging them in. Mm. Yeah. It was definitely a right time for a change. Yeah, definitely. Um, the club are considering an interim appointment until the end of the season, but nothing has been confirmed as yet. So. Uh, but the the name that I've seen most notably thrown around is um, Roberto Martinez. He's not even on my list. Is he not? Uh, 
No. Oh, who's on? Oh, your yeah, list? he's on. He's he's, uh, he's he's on there. Twenty-five he's there. to one. Oh, is he twenty-five? He was the favorite earlier to be interesting. Oh, Joe's favorite. Big Sam. Chris Wilder. You joking? Yeah, it's Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear! Oh, don't do that to me, Brendan Rodgers. I'll cry. I'll cry live on air, Matt. <laughs> um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers would be a good appointment. To be fair. Um, oh, then David Wagner. Interesting. It, it's a bit too big of a step up, I think. Too. I don't soon. think. I don't think they take the punt on him because obviously Wagner. I know. Huddersfield is always going to be a hard job, but he never yeah. really proved anything with them. Yeah. He's obviously plays nice <clears throat> football. It's just yeah, he didn't really prove the point at Huddersfield. So I don't see that. Yeah, like if it if yeah. it had done sort of what Eddie Howe's done and, and turned it into like a a slow transformation in which they are like now established as a Premier League club, yeah. um, you could maybe look at him. But because he's he survived a season, yeah, fair play. Like he did really well to survive that season and to get him there in the yeah. first place, obviously, but. Is not being able to maintain that and then build on it. So Absolutely. chucking him but, into a Leicester City team that are, are looking for um, a new leader is not really best yeah. choice. The other people on there stand out. Neil Lennon, I think he's out. I think he's left. Neil he's Lennon, not yeah. anymore. Yeah, he's gone. Um, David Moyes, twenty-five to one. Nigel Pearce could go Moyes back. Moyes always loves the Premier League. We'd say always loves it. <laughs> Yeah, it's only been to two Premier League clubs, so three. Count Everton as well. Yeah, Everton, Man U, Sunderland, West Ham. Oh God, yeah, I don't. I forgot <laughs> about West Ham. Fair <laughs> play. <laughs> Corrected. Oh, oh, the, hey, the one tied that sort that defence out. Here's your man, thirty-three to one. Slavisa Jukanovic. <laughs> Obviously joking about how bad Fulham's defence is. Oh, God. Was, if he came back is. to the Premier League, I'd, I'd just I'd quit. That'd be not. funny, but he needs to he needs to bring a team up properly that's got a solid defence. Yeah. No one screams out to me on there. Brendan Rodgers wouldn't be a bad manager. Do you know, he actually play some decent football. Do you know what they need to do? It's a bit what? mental, but why don't they wait till Fulham get rele- relegated and just take Ranieri back? Because he, he had a he had a good vibe going around club. He was like dilly ding, dilly dong this. What and did he then... win there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did, what did he, he win? win? What did he win for that club? Oh, he's done nothing for that team, Leicester. Apart from <laughs> yeah. Didn't help for them. But I'd, I'd do that, me just just to get that like uh, that buzz back. Just be like, oh yeah, dilly ding, dilly dong. To be fair, I like the idea of Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. I yeah, really he, like I think he would. I really think Neil really Lennon like would that. do a decent job as well. Different style. I don't think I don't think Neil Lennon would bring a such attractive form of football than Brendan Rodgers. I think Fulham I mean not Fulham, I think Leicester have got the place to actually play some really nice football. So I think it's a team that would actually complement Brendan Rodgers' managerial style. So I think Rodgers is a great shout there yeah. for Leicester. Great shout. Honestly, yeah. And if he can pull a couple of players over as well. because uh, he's had he's had some good connections in the past with uh, some signings that he's made. So let's see what maybe happens with that. So Brendan Rodgers is your front runner. I'd 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 like Brendan Rodgers at Leicester. I think it'd be a very good appointment. Very. Yeah, I, I'm game to see Brendan Rodgers back in Prem, um, and hopefully start sorting out that Leicester. Oh, team. you can get Solskjaer at sixty six to one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have gotta talk about Solskjaer later. I on. know. But um, next piece of news: Chelsea. They're here, and no, it's not, not what happened over the weekend. They've been handed a two window ban from FIFA 
the transfer ban, obviously, for so breaching windows rule. in the building. <laughs> You're not allowed windows. Um, yeah, they've been handed a two transfer window ban from uh, FIFA for breaching rules in relation to signing young players. I had to really look into this to work out what had even gone down, and I'm still it's regarding mostly do. Bernard Traore, wasn't it? Yeah, some, something about that and the fact that his mother ran the club and she wasn't in the country that he was living in. Do yeah, you know? because I've, I've read up on this as well. Oh, to be fair, you've actually got some... I've not even looked at the notes for this, but yeah, the 100 kilometer of the club sort of thing is... Yeah. Was... Right, basically, before we go into it, I'll explain rules. So, yeah. um, oh, they got, they got fined 460 grand as well. The FA got fined three hundred and ninety grand, but yeah, um, oh, the yeah, official fine for it as well for allowing it. Yeah, yeah, for allowing it to go ahead, they've got oh, fined okay. for it. So the proper. I knew, I knew Chelsea been fined in the FA. I'd be. That's yeah, three hundred and ninety grand. Quite um, probably quite steep. Yeah, but uh, the official FIFA ruling states that the players' parents must also move to the same country when signing players under the age of eighteen for obvious non-footballing reasons. Um, both clubs have to be in the EU and the player has to be between the age of 16 to 18. If so, the club then must meet certain requirements regarding education, living ar- arrangements, training and further support from there. Mm. And as you started saying before, they must also have to live within 100 kilometres of the club they play yeah. for. So there's a lot of rules that they've got to meet and there's even like finer detail things that they'll have to meet as well. They're just the the outlines of the rules the yeah, yeah. deeper stuff as well um, but basically what I think it ha- what happened was it was Triore or whatever he's called yeah, it signed him yeah, and his mother owned or had a share in the club that he was playing for right. and she stayed out there and he moved over to the UK okay. but then I think he got sent back out there didn't he yeah because they basically paid a fee so that they basically had first dibs on him. Yes. Back in 2016 or something. Signed him and then I think they chucked him back out there on loan. Yeah. Um, And I think that's where the problem is because they've signed him. They've still signed him. Yeah. And it's it's, it's weird because he wasn't living within 100 kilometers of the club. The parents had not yeah. moved over. It, but basically, it's a you really could, weird could, one. Yeah, because in that case, you could just start throwing fees out for anyone. It's like, you look really good. I know we can't move you away from your family and whatnot, but there, he's, he's a down payment on you so you can join us properly yeah. full-time. And, I don't know. I don't know. It, it is a weird one, and I understand why Chelsea are trying to fight it, because there's got to be a loophole in the fact, yes, we, we paid a fee... But the fact to... that the players went back to the club, if the if the player, if the yeah. kid, well, Trier had come to Chelsea, his parents weren't there with him, and he's come across to Chelsea at 16 years old by himself, then yeah, massive issue that. Yeah, but exactly, yeah. If he has signed for Chelsea, but on the basis that he joins up with the club in two years' time when he turns 18, but stays at the original club on a two-year loan, or, or the fees agreed, but he doesn't complete the transfer yeah. for two years later, which I know you can also do, I don't know, it's a bit weird that. Unless he's gone to Chelsea, then like, oh, we'll now loan you back out to your previous club. Then yeah, then I could maybe see an issue, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. 
But in the past, back in 2016, we had Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, all yeah. face similar bands. Barca got their um, ban put back for transfer window, didn't they? So hence why yeah, they bought they did. like six, yeah. seven players in one transfer window just yep. before the, the ban then did come yeah. into force. That's probably what Chelsea be trying exactly. to do, maybe. Yeah, they possibly. need to buy a team. But, well, well, quite a few players anyways this summer. I think they should just rely on kids. Oh, they should. Get rid of like, players like Pedro and give Hudson a doy a chance. Get Ruben in. Loftus Cheek yeah, in. Get right? Ruben in. Yeah. Get Ethan. Also, yeah, Ethan. I was literally saying his name there. Yeah. Get, him in <laughs> get the blue each. got similar hair. You might not even tell the difference. So there you go. That's it. That's it. But yeah, so it definitely looks like something FIFA are looking to seriously clamp down on. And who else better to start than Chelsea, really, in England? Because they hoard kids. They are like the kings of children. Well, they were the first team to really get a foreign investor and just start throwing money about, weren't they, as well? Like with Abramovich. Yeah. And... Indeed, indeed. But uh, we'll have to sort of wait and see if Chelsea managed to get around the appeal. Because... I could I could see both sides of it really. I can understand why they've raised issues with it, yeah. but I can also see Chelsea's defense to it because if they've they're putting money down to reserve yeah. him in a way and not officially signed him. But then... the issue was that because I read somewhere that he'd also played like five games for the, the under eighteens for Chelsea, which yeah. would then suggest that he has been in the country playing for them and to whatever way his yeah. parents' location would be in relation to that at that point. So that's what I think they'll get pulled on. Because if he's played for the under-18s, obviously he's under-18. Yeah. (laughs) Where were these matches at? Like if they were abroad, like then fair enough, like close to where he's living. In his home country. Yeah. Yeah. But technically he's still signed for Chelsea. Also, yeah. So if he's played for the under-18s, he must have signed for the club. So it can't be the case of them holding out until he's 18. That's what, okay, that, that yeah, but, that yeah, up, but, what, but it's just... What we're saying is, is that they put the down payment in 2016 for two years. But he's played for the, um, he's played for the Chelsea under 18 team, so he's, it's not as if he's reserved yeah, them but for two years recently? down the line. He's played for them now. Well, he's, is that he's older than 18 because, now. Yeah, exactly. So they put the down payment on him, waited until he's turned 18. Nah. Oh, no, because... Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's too old, mate. 18, he's too old. He's played yeah. for them under the age of 18. Yeah, oh, fair one. Never even looked at it like that. There we go. We've had an answer. Sorted. Enjoy your fine and your bad Chelsea. Yeah, well. <laughs> should I, like, I read about this, uh, I don't know if it was even today or yesterday or something like that, but he's definitely played for the youth the youth sides. Yeah. 100%. He has, 100%. And I think that's where the issue is. Oh, well. I just have to see what comes out of it. See if they get through their appeal or not. Looking mm. likely if that's the case. Um, last bit of news we've got is uh, the world's oldest football club, Notts County, could face administration if a new buyer is not found. Now, the club has seen a dramatic decline since around 2017, and owner Alan Hardy put the club up for sale in January after he accidentally posted a picture of his ding-dong online. <laughs> I did not know that. Did you not know? No. Wow. Trust oh, you to know brilliant. that. Trust you to know that, is, though. But it's I... brilliant. He accidentally uploaded a picture of his penis online on his website or something. Because <laughs> he owns the interior design company Paragon or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, 
And I can't remember how it all went down now because it was, it was a couple of months back. But basically, I think it was just after Christmas and like sort of right. Christmas New Year time. He accidentally uploaded a picture of his penis online. <laughs> and it just sort of went... It, it affected everything. Like, I don't know how or why, but he basically is he's wanting to sell the club now to get rid because it's just getting tarnished. There were a load of Notts County fans walking around with, you know, the inflatable Yeah. Penis. They're walking around with a bunch of them in next game and stuff like they were they were really ripping into him. Nah, it's quite funny, really. But uh, never really covered it on here to be honest. No, like yeah, I didn't even know about it. But that was lovely to find out about though. So thanks for that. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the club currently sit bottom of League Two, being five points from safety. And if a new owner is not found, the club could face huge doubt over their financial situation and future as a football club. So times are bleak. What what for, uh, 10 years there? Because wasn't it about 10 years ago when um, they had Sven-Goran Eriksson and Sol Campbell and all these and Kasper Smeichel yeah. and all them because they, they, they were the next big li- thing, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, I was literally thinking about that earlier, thinking, was it not Notts County where they had a massive injection of cash? Sol Campbell went there and couldn't hack it. I'm and sure Kasper Smeichel was their goalkeeper. I'm sure he was. Oh, he didn't go back to Portsmouth. He went to Newcastle. He went to Newcastle. I remember that. Um, I can't remember who the keeper was. I'm sure. I, I, I'd put money on it. it was Cas- I'd put money that it was Casper Smeichel. I'm sure it was. What, and then he went to Leicester and the rest is history. Could have been, but he was definitely at... I'm sure the guy came in. I can't remember what he was... What was the guy called? King Willett? I can't remember. Anywho. But yeah, I'm pre- <laughs> Did you just sure say King Willett? No, Willet. Oh, you say King Willie because of the whole you, piece. You've got it thing. on the brain. You've got a problem, son. You've got a problem. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they brought in Caspers Michael. And obviously, Saul Campbell was also. Yeah, part of that. He, he was just in it for money, though, weren't he? Right, I'm going to I mean, that's gonna bug me now. Caspers Michael. One sec. One sec. But anyway, Alan, 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 not so hardy. Oh, shut up now. <laughs> Whatever people uh, listen to this will be tuning out right now. <laughs> He's looking for a new buyer of Notts County, so if you've got the money, don't go ahead. Just don't. Casper <sighs> Michael played for Notts County. There we go. Lisa cleared. Signed them from Man City. There we go. Done and dusted. That's the news done for this week. Casper Michael overhead kick against Marker. What is that? Sorry. <laughs> That's just having a blast from the past. So I'm just going to move us on to the Carabao Cup final where we had Chelsea play Man City in possibly one of Chelsea's better performances of late. Did all right. Um, By the obvious that they got beat. But yeah. 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 But the game itself, um, what's a nice way to put it, Matt? (sighs) Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. And we only really have one talking point. In fact, two. We'll say two talking points. One of them, how good was Sterling's penalty? It was top bin. Well, to be fair, so was him. Because he had the angle behind the goal. Who else top one top bin? What about Hazard with his cheeky little... uh, Oh, Panicker. That was quality. Then uh, Jorginho's little... You can, you can see what he was doing. He did, the, he did the faint thing to, to, put, to, the, get, to the try thing... and drop Edison. But Edison yeah, just bluffed it. It's yeah. like, oh, God. 
What do we do now? See, when that works, oh, that's perfect. Brilliant. It's like Paul Pogba's little step oh, thing. That's never perfect. Like, we even know when it works. That's just annoying. I, I know, but that, that's obviously his penalty technique, as weird as it is. Um, but Jorginho's it telegraphed. Where you go in with it? Like the little hop thing, yeah, fair enough, it might make a keeper flinch. But then you're telegraphing where you're going with it. I don't know, it's it's weird. Yeah, some decent pens there. Good Gundogan's was decent as well. But there was someone that put yeah. it oh, Aguero's was rubbish. That was something, I remember that. Yeah. I don't know how Did you Kepa see didn't save face, it. Though? It was like, just relieved. Then he, gave, then he started chatting yeah. off to Kepper straight after it, yeah. giving it bigger, and even though it was a rubbish pen. Yeah, it was terrible, but he got really lucky with it. I'm trying to think who scored um, Chelsea's pen that was top bin. I can't remember who it was. Obviously, David Luiz hit the post as well. Sideshow Bob. Yeah, Luiz hit the post. Oh, it's going to bug me. got saved. Who scored the um, pen? Hazard chipped his. Was it Bedro or William? I can't remember. I can't. I think it could be William, but I can't remember. Anywho, I can't remember. But yeah, so the game was a bit dull, um, despite it being one of Chelsea's better performances. Yeah. But... I'm sure everyone out there is eager to know what the big talking point is. I am. It's obviously, what is it? It's obviously um, the Sarri and Kepa incident that happened literally 34 seconds before the final whistle of extra time. Um, for those who don't know, I don't know why you wouldn't know. You need to get out of the rock from which you're living in. <laughs> um, but Kepa basically had cramp for the second time. As Jamie Redknapp rightly says, how do you get cramp as a keeper in the first place, let alone twice? Um, and Sarri goes to replace him with Willy Caballero, who we all know is a brilliant penalty stopper. And to be fair, probably someone you could do within that moment in time. Uh, and he goes to replace him. And then Kepa gets up and says, no, I'm not coming off. Yada, yada, yada. Sarri absolutely uh. loses his mind because Kepa is refusing to come off the pitch even though the fourth official's held up the board with his number, basically saying, you're coming off sunshine, let's call it a day. Kepa's like, no chance, son, I'm your boss now, I'm staying on. Um, I don't think it was quite in that that level of uh, tone, no. but uh, <laughs> I feel like Sarri just wanted to chew a full pack of 20 cigarettes. Probably did. Nah, forget, forget the day. But was Kepa right to do what he did? No. Not in a million years. I can understand why Kepa wanted to stop on. Totally understand that. But his boss has spoken. You've got to go off the pitch, mate. Exactly. See, there's different ways about it. If he was injured and the physio came over, had a look at him, walked him to the sideline, Sarri came up. Oh, no, they can't walk a keeper to the sideline, can they? Oh, Forgive me. But basically said to the um, physio, I'm fine. Get back up, carry on. Yeah. Right? Physio would have gone back and said he's fine. He can carry on. Done. But the fact that the physio has obviously gone back to Sarri, I know now, after the game and stuff, they're saying that the doctor had come back and not spoke to Sarri. But I don't get why that would be the case, because you'd want to know from the physio yeah, what's going on. So I, I I don't feel like that's quite gone down as what they're saying. I think they're doing that to sort of cover it up a little bit. But your doctor would go over and say, obviously, this is what, yeah. he's fine, oh. or he needs to come off. Either or. You're not going to just walk straight past him and sit no. back down and be like, what's happening now then? You're literally going to go up and say, he's got serious cramp, he needs to come off, or he's fine, yeah. he can carry on. Either or. And then Sarri's obviously gone, right, okay, we'll get Caballero on. Get your kit off, you're going on. Well, not yet, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> and Kepa's then refused it. 
And David Luiz even goes over to him, and there's been reports saying that David Luiz said to him that you've got to respect his decision and basically get off the pitch. The referees come over, spoke to Kepa, gone over, spoke to Sarri, and then that's when it's all blown up. But you're right in saying he should not have done what he did. Soon as your number comes up, you're off the pitch, regardless of who you are. I've been playing football, and I've been told you're coming off. It's like, I'm having a really good game. It's just like... All right, fine. I'll come off. You might you might not be happy about it, but you still go off. Yeah, that's different. Exactly. The one comparison I've got for it is for me in the Man United Liverpool game, Jordan Henderson came off. Oh, for God, me, yeah. I thought he had a really good game, and um, I thought he was playing all right. And for the fact for him to come off, I thought maybe one of the others maybe could have come off. Um, even Fabinho or Vinaldum, mm. um, but. Henderson was fuming, but he still came off. Captain, everything like that, came off against a big, big team like Man United. Um, came off a bit frustrated, but he still didn't argue with manager. He came off and sort of... Well, he's twined, but just took it, yeah. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you, you're going to be upset regardless. Yeah. Like, and I think the manager, would, under, I think the manager would understand that. Plus, the manager would kind of be happy that you are annoyed that you're getting taken yeah. off the pitch. So... Yeah, it works. This, in, it works in two ways. That sort of deal. So, if, like, for, like it goes off, has a twine at cop. Cop's probably thinking, "Yeah, shut up, sit down, I've taken you up." At the same time, be thinking, "Like, it's good that he, people he want to, to play. stay." Yeah, exactly. So it has two, yeah. works in two ways. That. Yeah. Whereas if you're coming off pitch and you're just sort of sitting down, just like, eh, do you want to play? Like, you don't really want to be there, do yeah. you? Whereas, like you say, I, I understand. Kepa wants to stay on, but no right. Whatsoever, God, like, obviously, if he's like fit, that. yeah, because he could be fit, he's cramped, might have been cramped, he stretched out, he feels fine. It's like, I don't want to get subbed right now, it's about to be a penalty shootout. Like, I want to be part of this. It's like, penalties, it's the best thing for a keeper because there's no risk to it, yeah. it's only reward, yeah. unless you kind of fluff Aguero's pen, which he does. But yeah, yep, <laughs> like, it's you, you don't have the right really to say no, no. regardless who you are, God, even if you're Hazard. Yeah. If it was Hazard that were cramping up and his number came up and like he'd have to come off. Yeah. But this this also sparks because it's Sarri said about obviously not being able to motivate the players, um, the not listening to him. This this sparks off the whole thing of does he have control of these players? I don't think anyone ever has <laughs> seasons to be truthful. Like, Seems <laughs> Someone's seriously up with that club, player-wise. They need yeah. to get it's, they need to get a fresh guy in, get rid of some players, and just start scratch. Get like Frank Lampard in from Derby. Yeah. Get JT well, in there. Get, and, uh, get Lampard. Get, like get John Terry's in a coach or somewhere because he's an assistant manager at Villa. He yeah, he is. Yeah. Under it's Chelsea five. party in Championship though, you can't break that up. Yeah. The yeah. union party down there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, up there. Hol- Steve Holland's getting linked to it as well, to be honest. And he's obviously... At this point, mate, anyone could be... I think Ian Holloway's linked with it as well, to be honest. I think they're in that disarray. But um, we spoke about it before, but what does this mean for Sarri's future? Because it looked like, for one point, he was about to literally just leave. Like, he went down that tunnel... If it wasn't for the official shouting him back, he would have gone. And I don't think he'd have come back. He, he literally looked like he'd had enough it's, of that. It's bad because obviously they got absolutely pounded by City last yeah. week. 
And it's like this. It's every week there's some issue at Chelsea. It's like, but the cup's not right because like even Roman Abramovich, he's not even allowed in the country anymore. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It's just it's not it's not a good club to support at the moment, Chelsea. It's not too many issues. Um, it's really not. And the the scary thing is, is that there looks to be no sort of turning point either because it's literally like you say every week something else is happening if it's not a transfer because. ban it's your chairman not being allowed yeah. in the country it's your star player not signing a contract it's your manager losing control of players your players refusing yeah. to do what your manager's saying like where do you even go and it's, from uh, there and you've even got all of the Callum Hudson and Doy flipping stories and that's not even <laughs> there's so much up with that club at the moment it'd be horrible to support them it, Horrible. They they've literally become the Arsenal in the space of half a season. I don't think even Arsenal were this bad, mate. True. I think it's true. Like this this is a bad time for Chelsea and Chelsea fans out there. So um yeah. One positive about the game was Pep became the first manager to return a major trophy as City boss. So I was gonna say positive for a city point of view. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> everything Not else just sort of fell apart slightly. I liked yeah. um, Jamie Carragher's little, <laughs> oh god, his little pun. <laughs> Did you hear it by any yeah. chance? No. <sighs> he's done. So this be a live reaction to this. Uh, <laughs> he's done me. him like a kepper with that one. <laughs> I can't hide the fact that I'm smiling. <laughs> That, so. that is so typical, wow. Jamie Carragher. <laughs> Not Jamie Carragher. Why am I saying Jamie? Jamie Redknapp, sorry. Jamie Redknapp. Yeah, Redknapp would have a little smirk about that. Yeah, because he was having a little really chuckle like... to himself. He's done him like a kepper. Oh, my God. Dear me. Dear me. Next. <sighs> well, Man United, Liverpool. Nil-nil again. But... Injuries, anyone? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read off the list of injuries. The list just got a little bit bigger. Herrera, Mata, Rashford, Firmino and Lingard all went off injured in this game, obviously despite Rashford, because they'd used up all the subs. So, a bit mental, really. Tough week in training for United this week, has it? Oh, what? <laughs> Not a, have you seen the theory about the garlic on the pitch? Oh, I've got what? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> what, <laughs> what Premier League clubs are doing is, they've been doing it for a few years now, I don't know why it's only just come into light, but they spray right. the grass with garlic because apparently it helps it it maintain its, like, um, I don't know. I can't even remember what it does, but it, it does something to the grass. It helps it be stronger or something, look okay, more green, yeah. I don't know. But they've been doing it for a few years, and a lot of Premier League Look clubs do it. Green, just spray painted. Sorry, <laughs> but um, apparently, this is this is why these players are getting injured because they don't like the smell of garlic. Some United fans. What are they vampires? Apparently so. So um, that's that's one theory we're going to knock on the head right now. I don't think. Please that's do. True. Um, I just simply think they're a bit tired, to be honest. <laughs> Garlic. <laughs> like, garlic bread. <laughs> to be fair, if someone garlic. threw a garlic at one of them, I could understand. But um I was gonna say there's no French players on the pitch, was there? <laughs> well, did. Imagine if Marshall were fit. Blimey neck, we'd have had a It'd be this element. Be back at home. <laughs> <all. laughs> 
But because uh, there was nothing to really talk about in this game either, I thought because we've oh. just had a little rant about the whole disarray of Chelsea, we'll talk about. Well, we don't usually get to do it, Matt, because it's it's not been a brilliant time for him. We'll talk about the positives of Man United recently. Well, to be fair, they've, they've had quite a few positives. The way they've been playing recently. Yeah, so, sort of. Well, anything after anything after Mourinho era is a positive for yeah. United. Even getting beat, they're not getting beat as badly. Yeah, so. precisely. So let's go into it, right? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, been brilliant for United. I'm sure everyone can agree. Even the neutrals out there, even yeah, man. fans that hate even Man United, the, even the non, non the non neutral yeah. like um, yeah Liverpool fans and City fans. Yeah, because I mean uh, Liverpool fans are a bit scared coming into this game because they didn't know what United were going to do. Um, but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer had quite a bit to deal with, and a lot of people have been basically saying that. He's just sort of sending a team out and he's not really doing anything with the team bar keeping them happy. But mm. when you look at this game and the pressure he actually got put under to not only face one of United's biggest all-time rivals, but to deal with a horrid situation of his players' limbs falling off and basically <laughs> trying to readjust to ensure Liverpool didn't gain an advantage and to maintain that for 90 minutes... He's a he's I a big this, deal. Yeah, I think this is another tick against Ole Gunnar Solskjaer being manager for United because obviously, yeah. like you said, the quality of that United team, anyone could manage them to an extent and yeah. they win matches because yeah. that team, the individuals or that team are that good. Exactly. But obviously, in this sort of situation where people, you, you still say Liverpool's starting eleven stronger than United, probably you probably still go along those lines. Or it's, it's close. I don't know. But um, obviously with the injuries and obviously that's um, Solskjaer's game plan straight out the window with those quick-fire substitutions and yeah, he was still able to hold it. Like Liverpool didn't even have a shot on target, did they? I think there was only one shot or registered one. on target and that was... Sturridge? E- I can't remember. I think it was for the entire game, one shot on target and I think it could have been United. If um... Oh, I don't know then. I thought, I, thought, I, was, I thought Liverpool might have snuck one, but I can't remember. That's why... I said Liverpool didn't have a shot on target, but um, anywho, yeah, it's just it, the restrained this Liverpool team have been free scoring. Yeah, like it's it's such a good for someone like Chris Smalling and Lindelof as well. Luke Shaw as well, by the way, had a brilliant game. Yeah, Luke um, Shaw's a good defender. He's had bad luck. Yeah, but Lindelof, he's not a Premiership defender, <laughs> and he he still did all right though, which is yeah, I know, which is what's good about it. Like Chris Smalling, you can get games out of him. He's um he is a bit hot and cold. Like one week he'll be one of your best centre backs, next week he he won't even get any reserves team. Next back he could be England leading centre back. Another week he wouldn't get into a conference side. Exactly. Is that exactly. hit and miss? Yeah. And he looked really solid in this game. Yeah. Like I thought out of all the centre backs that they had, I thought Eric Bailly would be the one that sort of more often than not got the game time. But yeah. that's not really happened, has it? No. So I don't even know who, who you'd consider the starting defence. But either way, they put in a shift, like you said. They stopped one of the most free-flowing teams in the Premier League. And to be fair, Mane did nothing. Like, literally nothing. He could mm. barely put a pass together. Firmino obviously went off injured, so fair enough. And Daniel Sturridge came into it, who's not really high on confidence at the minute. But I imagine seeing all those injuries... Daniel Sturridge, there was a funny moment between him and Klopp, actually, that I'll get on to in a minute. But um, 
you'd have thought Daniel Sturridge would have bitten at that chance and like tried everything he possibly could have, but he just weren't working. And Max wears injuries and he sends him Sturridge on. That, well, the, the funny thing is, is mm. that there's a moment where I think it's either maybe Lingard going off injured or Rashford going down one of the multiple times he went down. And um <laughs> oh no, it was Robertson. It was when Robertson was down on the floor because he was looking like he was about to come off as well. And yeah. Daniel Sturridge goes over to obviously get a drink, and he goes up to Jurgen Klopp, and they're they're obviously speaking and they're laughing at each other. And I bet Daniel Sturridge has gone up to him and said something along the lines of, "Usually this is me, and I'm out here putting in a shift." Because <laughs> he's usually on that hospital bed. He's the first yeah. one in line for it, and everyone else around him's falling apart, and he's standing strong. But it felt great. Yeah. <laughs> but f- fair play to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, though. He has he has really strengthened that United team, and he's got them flourishing. Um, so I suppose it begs the question, Matt. What? Does he deserve the full-time Manchester United job? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Yes, I yes, agree. yes. At he first, I'd, I'd admit I'll say no, because... A change in manager, you always get that sort of lift. You get the initial two or three game lift where you get some decent results because it's a different manager and new ideas, etc. But to keep it going for this long, have one defeat against PSG, so it's it's not like it's um I don't know like a Fulham defeat, for example. It's against a a team yeah. in the Champions League who have world class players, so it's not that big a deal. Um, but for them to be back in the top four. Um, I think Arsenal have maybe knocked him out now with the weekend result. Um, but they, yeah. they got themselves back into top four. So they're contending for that again. Um, I think he deserves it. I'm, I'm going along with you. I think he... Yeah, um, I, don't, I, I think you'd struggle to find a Man United fan that wouldn't be happy with him getting the job. So. Yeah. And the thing, the thing that's good about him as well is his honesty. Because Mourinho was yeah. a bit hit and miss with that. Yeah, he'd be honest, but he'd be honest in a way to sort of get at the player. Yeah. Like with Pogba, we saw the whole thing where they were making digs through press conferences press conferences and stuff, which yeah. doesn't have a really good effect. But the way Solskjaer deals with the press, I feel like he's got that, um, what's the word, like the right attitude towards it. And he, he gets the players pulled yeah. through that as well. So he's always got the right effect. And we've, Sir Alex back at club. Mike Marthen a feeling being knocking around as well. Um, mm. I think they'll do all right. I think they'll be be reclaiming uh, not the Premier League. I'm not saying not saying the Premier League, but establishing themselves as one of the the uh, the mighty teams again in the Premier League. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but still a long way off yet. Still a bit of work to do, but uh, right direction. That's what you want in it. Yeah. It's what you want indeed. But rest of the Premier League results. We'll start with Cardiff-Watford where, wow, oh wow, Watford. They were amazing, beating Cardiff 5-1. And Della Lefeu becomes the first Watford player to grab a top-flight hat-trick since Mark Falco in October 1986. Yeah, obviously, um, very composed. Strong victory for Fair. Dale Fair took his goals all really, all really well. To be honest, obviously he's had his he, goals a chip over the. Has goal he ever key, scored a goal in which they've not been nice? Dale Fair. I can't well, think. Of, they've always just... been juicy. 
He's so he's such a naturally gifted footballer, yeah. Gerard De La Feu, Obviously, you would be he's a Barcelona kid, yeah. ain't he? But like, such a good R player, is indeed. When when he's when his head's in it, he's such a good R player. Yeah. Honestly, he's top draw, top draw. Um, West Ham against Fulham, three-one, and the Hammers hammer yet another nail into Fulham's relegation coffin. Clever. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm here all week. Yep. Yep. No, no to add on that, Matt. You're just gonna let me roll with it. Oh, Ryan Babel got even got himself a goal for Fulham, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I've missed right. a city just before it with his red hair. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like an idiot, doesn't he? He does look a right tit. <laughs> oh god. That's what the kids are doing nowadays. Well, tis I, think, I think he's older than me. Oh, he's, he's about thirty four, I think, mate. Definitely older than. Oh, is he thirty four? Or is he one of them old. people that's like twenty seven? I think he just, just been around for a bit. I think he could be early thirties. Babble. Yeah, we'll go with that. Probably the biggest result of the weekend regarding Premier League was Burnley beating Tottenham. Massive, massive, massive result ending Tottenham's Premier League hopes, even though they were yeah. never really there. But still, Harry Kane came back, got himself a goal as well. Yeah. Um, good to see, but Burnley are now unbeaten in eight Premier League games, which is their longest top flight run since a run of nine back in 1966. And we all know what happened in 1966, don't we? Yeah, we haven't got a World Cup this year, though, so I don't know how but that we've works. got the Nations League, Matthew. That'll do. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's coming it's home. It's not. Well, <laughs> no. But no, massive result for Burnley. Um, played really, really well, and we were saying at the beginning of the season because obviously they had Europa League football and uh, they were struggling due to the high volume of games and they weren't being themselves. And it was around sort of December, January time with where we were basically saying as well that they just need to go back to basics of what they were doing. They've done that, and now they're obviously getting results. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Absolutely. Like sticking with the same team. Obviously, Tom Heaton coming back has been massive for them as well. He's yes, that, that has been a massive game changer, that, hasn't it? Tom Heaton. Class. Obviously, keeper. they've got Dwight McNeil on the wing, who's come out of nowhere for this Burnley team as a kid. Yeah. And the team is quite a little decent player for them as well. I think he was a Man United kid. But yeah, he's yeah. been alright for them. The um the save that Heaton pulls off against Harry, Harry Kane's long range. Yeah. Well, Going top in that. He was good save by Heaton. Yeah, really was, honestly. Um, Bournemouth Wolves played out a one-all draw. Um, here's a fun fun one for you. Okay. Bournemouth have never lost a Premier League home game against a newly promoted side. Won seven, drawn three. Oh, wow. There you go. Fair enough. Decent. Uh, I'd, I'd consider that a fair result, to be fair. Wolves away from home, picking up a point against the Bournemouth side. I'd, I'd yeah, take that. I think that. I think both teams will be happy with that. Yeah, completely. Um, Newcastle beating Huddersfield 2-0. Newcastle, get this, Matt, get this. Hossaloo was on fire because they managed to get a total of 29 shots, right? Albeit not all on target. But this is the most they've registered in a Premier League game since registering 32 against Swansea back in 2012. Yeah, Newcastle really good in this game. Obviously, it helped with Huddersfield beating down to 10 men for about 60 minutes of the match. Oh. But, I'm sorry, but Huddersfield now, they've just... 
they know they're relegated. That backwards appointment that they've taken, it's just, we're getting relegated. Let's just sort of see yeah, the season well, out. Pretty much. Well, so, but you just can't take away anything from Newcastle. Newcastle did have a good game. Like, I know, yeah. Almiron looks a player for them. He looked really good. Yeah. At the time from really Atlanta. Good. Yeah. He looks decent. This is unfortunate Record that his little chip that. didn't go in off the post. Oh, that would have been delightful. It was nice. Yeah. It would have been. I hope we get to see a lot more of him in coming yeah. weeks because uh, he does look Gives, Just give Newcastle a little bit of something different, which they yeah. need. Yeah, it does, definitely. Um, and I suppose the game that pushed Leicester over the edge with uh, Palace beating them 4-1 at uh, King Power Stadium. But our boy becomes the oldest Premier League manager at the tender age of 71 and 198 days, Matthew. That must be taking over Sir Bobby Robson, right? I'm not sure. It's got to be because it did say in my little my little fact-finding little uh, search that he is um, uh, oldest Premier League manager to take charge of a Premier League game. If you want to delve that yeah. deep, so maybe Robson was a bit older, but didn't actually manage a game before he left. Possibly, uh, no. Don't know. I, I reckon. Well, I'm guessing. I'm reckoning that he'll definitely would have been Sir Bobby Robson before Roy Hodgson here. I guarantee it will be. Guarantee yeah. it will. Because he was quite an oldie when he was to again towards the end. But Roy's still going strong. He's doing a good job with his Palace side, like a really good job. Yeah. Like they they were facing relegation not so long back. Obviously, had big salmon, and then they sort of went a bit like for like with Roy. Um, but he's um, he transformed it. He's got them playing to the best. He got Bashuai in. Uh, got brilliant talent in Wamba Saka yeah, as well. Good English who looks kid. a delight. Yeah, he looks honestly a delight. Max Meyer as well. They've got some good players in yeah. that team. Um, just a shame Benteke's not got one yet. I know. He'll get there. Maybe. Yeah. His time will come. His time will come. And then we've got Arsenal Southampton. Arsenal beating them 2-0. But Arsenal have been unbeaten at home since the 2-0 defeat to City in the opening weekend winning the last seven oh. in a row and a total tally of winning 11 and drawing two at home this That's season. A great record at home. It is, That's honestly. Really record I, at home. Their, away, their away form must be rubbish. Yeah. Well, not yeah. rubbish, but... That is a solid home record. Really that, strong. Yeah. yeah. Like... I'd go as far as say that's best home record, is it not? Bar like your Liverpool and City, maybe. Unless, like... Unless they've not played any of the big teams at home this season so far. Um, they played Chelsea at home, didn't they? And Spurs. They Did they play Spurs? Or was Spurs, Spurs away? Count. I can't remember. Don't know. Can't remember the top of my head, mate. Can't remember. But it's either way, solid uh, solid home record for Arsenal. So yeah, indeed. Getting that bit of uh, pride back at the Emirates as well. Yeah, creeping back into top four. Who knows? Maybe they might mm. secure the place because fourth Maybe. is Arsenal's. It's been reserved for a few years now. Since they stopped winning the league, it's been yeah. their position, mate. Yep, that's exactly it. 
But that is everything from us this week. We've covered all sorts. We've covered Sarri's meltdown, Kepa becoming new Chelsea manager, um, hmm. <laughs> Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's chances as a Man United boss, and we've even had a little talk about Alan Hardy's penis. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but if you would like to get in touch, you can do so by finding us on Twitter. At Footy Foundry. You can find us on Facebook. Football Foundry. You can look at our pretty little website. www.footballfoundry.com Hashtag anyone but Liverpool. <laughs> That's not too addressed. Without the hashtag That's on the end. <laughs> oh dear. Um, and be sure to check out our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. You can find them on Twitter. At the BGN FM. Perfect. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier for your penises. Oh. At... <laughs> I best say it properly, really, yeah. Anna. They are the official scar supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at... Uh, www.roughneckscars.com Perfect. Well, that's just done for another week, Matt. Good. <laughs> oh dear it's been an eventful week it's been an eventful week but Always if is. you would like to say goodbye 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 everyone and we will be with you again next week This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.